This episode, we're just gonna try to have fun because I realized there's it was too thematic. Inevitably, it's gonna end up dark in some weird, fucked up conversation. I will say, if he dies on this podcast, everyone, it's not my fault. I told him to go to the hospital, and it'll he be said, God's plan. That's what he said. I don't give a he fuck. He has all of the symptoms of a heart attack. Left arm. I've been having many heart attacks for a week, but I wanted to get these episodes <laughs> done. Because I believe when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Even for shout out to my girlfriend, or was my girlfriend, and we only dated for a little bit. This is another one that died. It might have been a suicide. The other one that was definitely a suicide. This one, she was just fucking crazy. Like she, and I loved being with her, but she's like, oh, I snorted 10 Xanax today and did a little PCP so I could help myself with this art show. Like she was just born born psychotic and then lived psychotic. And I realized there's, I call it a quadruple, and that's why I wrote novels, Mark and Random, of Heaven and Hell, Gods and Devils, of these four things of like, is it someone having a spiritual experience that they're chasing God's power? Is it mental illness, like schizophrenia or dissociative disorder? Or is it just drug-induced, like taking acid and PCP, LSD, mushrooms, heroin, smoking crack and coke? and Or is it just societal effects? why your girlfriends have killed themselves is that what you're asking me no i'm just like i have some why ideas, people are that but <laughs> no don't no i was just like <laughs> i don't know thinking about drugs in that way of like drugs create your mind on different frequencies but i feel like everything in life is frequencies like consciousness is a frequency yeah i thought and... we were gonna get high that was the whole idea yeah let's do it I will. I'm just afraid it might fuck up my heart. I want to explain the first time I got well, I high. I can still get high. Oh, no, that's a lot for you. The first time I got high. You ready for this story? I might just fuck the whole podcast up. I just wanted to get that little bit out. So my first time. Actually, I've had odd drug experiences because the first drugs I ever did were like hard pills like Percocet and Oxycontin and things like that. Then I think I drank first and then maybe amphetamines. It was all like pill based and then it was weed. So I went through the door backwards. So did I. That's so funny. Weed was the last thing I did. Yeah. No, the first time I got high I had to have been like maybe 15. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I did was because you don't understand. You grew up where weed because artist community and old folks, it was seen as like cool. But where I grew up, smoking weed was like saying you shot heroin in front of kids. Like if you were a weed smoker, everyone's like, oh, my God. So the first time I got high, I went around and everyone knew me as random. That's how I got the name by a bunch of fucking stoners and acid heads. But what happened was I saw groups of people that, you know, they called me random and everything. And I would say, uh, oh, you guys smoking weed? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, that's stupid. Doesn't it make you retarded? And they're like, no, it doesn't do that. That's just propaganda. I was like, well, I've always kind of wanted to try it. They're like, dude, you got to try it. I'm like, nah, you probably end up retarded like you guys. And then they're like, no, you got it here. I was like, maybe in the future I'll do it. And then they just say, no, come on. I got, I'll smoke you up. And I'm like, all right, fine. And then I got high. And then 
I had a thousand more first times getting high. <laughs> because people would be like, no, you have to try it. Because you egg them on like, oh, doesn't it make you retarded? You say all the anti-drug propaganda ah, towards them. Very smart. <laughs> but just, uh, just, I don't know. But that's how I got the name. That He's we... always had a talent for finding free drugs. That He's is the a... most heavy-handed person. It's really getting strange. Getting heavy hands and I believe... finding things on the ground, which I said, you can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. You no, can't do that anymore in it's the like world in of It's like in a video game. That Don't do that, I, I was walking through New Newark once, and in a tree, I just found a bag, and it was two bottles of Percocet, codeine syrup, and, like, some weed. And I'm like, because I was just on my way to the liquor store, and I'm like, hell fucking yeah, this is a sign from God. I've this is like God putting, like, in a video game, putting extra lives to keep me going. Well, that's the thing is... You do drugs for fun. Every time I've ever done any kind of drug, it was always for some benefit to get projects done, to work later hours for performative reasons. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I have morning interviews and I have to be in the studio all day and then performance at night. This is going to call for some coke and ecstasy and then alcohol or emotional pain. Like, that's why I hate when rock bands use the term, oh, we partied. And what they mean is they smoked weed and drank a lot because I've never partied i've just suppressed all my psychotic thoughts and feelings mm. with like alcohol and shit so i always hated the term oh you party or oh guys having a fun like when someone like breaks out coke or just has a bunch of e-pills i just i always hated that because to me drugs were a very solitary experience like i always drank alone well, i everything was a solitary alone. experience yeah. with i would you. take acid alone in my room and shit like that or i would take drugs and that's where my water bottle thing came from is it was a sign of whether I was holding drugs or not. And this is when I was a teenager, by the way. And I realized all these behaviors are wrong. So if the police and or fire department are watching this, I am an upstanding member of society. But if I right hand meant I didn't have anything and left hand meant like I was holding and you could buy off me. Hmm. But now I just do it because I need something in my hand because I was a cigarette smoker. My first time smoking. Yeah was embarrassing it was so embarrassing because you have to understand i grew up in a household where my dad was a pro marijuana legalization activist and a grower and this was in the 70s and wait so i don't know exactly when he started but i know it was in the 80s when i was there and he would pay me 25 cents. Did to you have drills like how people have fire drills he has like flush the stash and lie to the cops drill no, no, no. Oh, he didn't train you good. No, he just had this big room with, you know, grow lights and everything like that. And he would pay me 20. Honey, if you see a helicopter flying, throw it, light this gasoline. No. He would give me a quarter for every time I could find a ladybug because apparently when we would catch them and put them in the room, it would help Papa's plants protect themselves from all the little critters that like to eat them up. Somehow, I guess it eats other insects. I don't know. So fast forward, I'm like 16 the first time I ever smoke and I'm in a basement with my friends and cousins and they're all smoking and I'm like, I can't do that. I would never do such a thing. Oh, but you know, like what you said, but I actually thought and my parents would be pissed and they all just started laughing, rolling on the grid. Oh my God. Right, right, right. And I'm like, what? And they're just laughing and laughing and laughing. I'm like, what? They're like, your parents would care holy shit and i was like what, oh what? you were like the last to know i was the last like to know. everyone already everyone knew. already knew except they're for me. like oh and they were like what do you think the 
plants are in his garden. They probably bought off your dad and your dad was like, don't tell my daughter. She's like, you still thought Santa was real and you still thought (laughs) they're just environmentalists. (laughs) That's what my parents are. And he's like, my cousin was like, what do you think all those cigarettes he's always rolling for himself are? I'm like, just the candy cigarettes that I got. I was in shock and I felt like such an idiot. So then I was like, all right, fuck it. So then I just took a huge bong rip and I was just like, I don't feel anything. I, I, don't, I don't feel anything. They said, yeah, that's kind of normal for your first time. I was like, and I waited like a whole minute. I was like, this is stupid. And then I went to stand up and I was like, oh, and then it just sat right back down. And we had a, a pet snake and they were like, you want this trip toy, man? I was like, yeah, little pet snake. I can't remember your name. And I just put him inside my shirt yeah. and I let him slither all around my tits. And I was like, whoa. And then later that night, my friend who killed himself or maybe OD, we don't really know. Uh-huh. But um, I gave him the- On weed. And then they used him as the one commercial of a death from weed. <laughs> no, no. So I gave him the snake and he put him in his little- container and he went to get a dead mouse out of the freezer because that's what we fed him and he put his hand down there and then he goes ah, ah and he just lifts it up and then i see it come out of the thing and it's on here and i'm like fuck that thing was just on my tits oh. <laughs> so yeah that was my first time yeah i always practice what i consider drug karma which is always being a decent person but it's like if you i always felt like people who are scumbags like if you rip people off or sometimes you have to take losses in money if your product isn't good or buying drugs like never do it to kid never around kids always in adult themed environments and never rip someone off never rob someone never like steal out of someone's mom's cabinet that they need it like never do bad like any i always felt like anytime the uh, drug necessity made you do something that uh, hurt someone else that was bad drug karma yeah whereas for me i always practiced like with you like if you like your mom was here and had pills i would not take them and now if they were offered yeah i'd be like hell i'd fucking do lines of them yeah but i just i guess i could always control myself to where i never had to deal with any kind of I mean, that was another thing is that more origin stories of random is when I was may or may not have been living with my parents, I would just stay outside the convenience stores and the people who worked there would uh, shut off the cameras and the security things and they would let me steal shit out of the store. It would be what I would steal is like food, toilet paper, things like that if I couldn't get it out of like motels or anything. And they would ask me to steal shit for them. And then, you know, drugs were involved with there. And it's like, I kind of just had this operation. And since I was on a lot of amphetamines at the time, and I might have been drunk or like on weed or something, and just stealing basic necessities. And then that's where like the red hair dye came from. Mm -hmm. I just stole it from the store and be like, this will be my thing when I'm famous. I'll be like black clothes, red hair, and people will know my name. But it's like, it just, that's where it came from is being that the, like the rock bottom of my life and they're just being red hair what you already told that whole story on a podcast this is why i gotta not do drugs <laughs> the whole That's story what, yeah all right maybe i didn't explain it in detail i don't know what i've told and what i haven't told and i don't know what i should tell or what i shouldn't tell i just i always had a rule that and you broke this rule for me 
that the people, the women, specifically relationships I did drugs with, I would never date or do public cordial things with. And I don't know why I made that rule. And it's a crazy rule to have that I can do drugs, but the woman I'm with better be sober. I know it's crazy, but I had so many bad experiences with like, I would hook up with chicks who like did drugs or whatever, and they would give me drugs. But it's like when I tried to carry them into girlfriend place, it's like they couldn't handle, they were just like potheads or they were just like, like acid heads, or they were just like uh, pill heads or like it would destroy their being in a relationship with me. Mm -hmm. So I always had this rule. I can handle my drugs, but a woman I'm with usually can't. It's always the tedious work. Like I have no problem making songs or acting in movies or performative arts or things like that. It's always the after work of like, okay, I have to send 10 emails and I have to have three conference calls or something like that. I destroyed my body to try to make my life better. Drugs are bad. They are. are I always say, if you can go your life without drugs, you should. Yeah. And I just, I always feel like I'm on the other side of the spectrum because I can't imagine being sober. And I have just for my own, just to test my strengths. And I just, I'm not good sober. I can't describe what I am, but I just don't like it. It's just all the misery and anger and just, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like I'm suppressing dark energy. Like that's the problem with a lot of people. Is a lot of people they're like these light, happy, sunshine kids. Then they take drugs and it makes them really fucked up. Is I would be so much more of a fucked up person if I wasn't on drugs. Like the reason well, I tried to kill myself when I was 14 was because I was sober. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the idea of stabbing into my arm repeatedly and now my body's trying to make myself survive and I'm bleeding more and I'm trying to like pull a vein out was all just based in being sober. Okay, well, you're different with everything. Everything is opposite day with you. The The sunlight makes you tired. I know. The darkness wakes you up. Yeah. What else? There's so many of them. Oh, vitamin D makes you sick. It does though. And your vitamin D levels are inhumanly low, and they. You she didn't be, believe it when you, I showed. You, I got blood work. He should be dead. He should be dead. And if he takes it, it makes him feel bad. So he doesn't need vitamin D. You sweat blue. Remember, I figured that out in Europe because we don't have white sheets. And I it, hate. I get the up and there's just of, blue. I'm like, I you're just, a fucking alien. I know, but I hate the human like existence. Like, I feel like it's just weak. Of like, okay, we need water and we need sunlight and we need sleep. I wonder how many fucked up things in the world have happened because people didn't have sleep. Like, what if Hitler couldn't get good sleep? You would understand everything if you just say to any person they had trouble sleeping, they didn't get good sleep. Ergo, George Bush, Saddam Hussein. Like, it explains all, like, dropping atomic bombs. The guy was just an insomnia and never got sleep. Like, that, it, it makes everything make sense. If you Columbine shooters, Timothy McVeigh, they just couldn't get to sleep. All craziness Mothers who strangle their kids in bathtubs. Well, that one's definitely from not enough sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right. But we're we're not pro drugs here just because they kept you from killing yourself because a lot of other people kill themselves on drugs. So let's segue into ODs. Yeah. Well, no, I- just people who you can't. I don't think you can use drugs as an escape, but also as an enhancement. Drugs have to. I don't know. To me, it's like tuning different frequencies. You have to tune different wires. And because of the like 
dissociative identity disorder, the schizophrenia, the complex post-traumatic stress disorder, the bipolar, that my brain wires are already like bent in a fucked up direction. I feel like doing drugs bends it to where it's like, like plastic. It's like I have plastic mental health. Like people who get a plastic arm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have plastic mental health where I'm emotionally and mentally balanced and my thoughts, I can be aware of my thoughts all because of the drugs I'm on. Yeah, and I should also say we're not talking just illegal drugs. Most of them are legal. Yeah. And most of them are prescription. Yeah. So I I've mean, been on like maybe 50 different prescription once medications. Or twice a if year anyone do something that might not be totally on the up and up. If anyone is uh, and it's always because I can't fucking sleep right. or I have some job interview or some shit like that in Yeah, the we're talking about pharmaceuticals that are for yeah, our mental. The, the we're majority talking about of, caffeine. We're talking about you know everything. Yeah, like when, tobacco. When we say drugs, tobacco. Yes, yeah, those are all drugs. alcohol too. You know, but I, I mean, like, you know, I won a just say no contest when I was ten years old. Aw. And the reason I won the I contest. I wish I could be sober. I admire people who are sober, though. The reason I won the contest is I included cigarettes and coffee and all these things that people didn't. And but I, that's what I'm saying is then everything's a drug of some kind of dependency. Well, yeah, water. Well, that was my dad's idea. Food is a drug. He's like, put, yeah, well, Sleep is a drug. I know, Sleep but it is was the a most just, addictive drug and people die okay, from it all the time. Okay, I didn't go that far because it's a But just that's how saying, far I go. I know, but in the 80s, that was, whoa, she came up with it. I had to do a drawing and I felt bad because the other kids in my class could actually draw. It was statewide. Yeah. And I saw theirs and mine was like crayons, like really bad. And they were like, she won oh my god it's like me in pigtails i drew me in pigtails saying with a little bubble just yeah. say no and then i drew all the different drugs and then my mom spilled coffee on it in the morning and i had to blot it off but i still won and then they put she built- spills meth on it <laughs> no she doesn't You're, do drugs no but don't say drugs podcast or don't- <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> that would have been funny but no and Your then they put don't say drugs podcast <laughs> Well, it is funny that my dad was a drug No, that I person. just took three things. I took our podcast. I took your mom doing drugs. I took your don't say no. My mom didn't do drugs. No, I'm saying all, all of these things. I just merged them all together in a sentence. Yeah, but yeah, it is funny that I'm growing up in the house where weed is being grown and I win the just say no drug contest. Because you're trying to parental rebellions. Maybe you knew they did drugs and you I resented didn't. them for I it. I absolutely didn't. I just explained that. And anyway, so they put it on billboards all over the state. I just, for me, I've always taken so many pharmaceuticals of like antipsychotics, SSRIs, mood stabilizers, antidepressants. I've always done drugs like that. And it just, I just it just still doesn't, you know, all right. whatever. I was asking you, how many people have you known in your life that have OD'd? A lot, but the, the only problem is because I was a performer, I didn't grow up like I didn't grow up in my hometown. I, I was there till I was like 13 or 14. Then I was like in Jersey City or in like Newark, New Jersey, and then uh, like Camden or Asbury Park. Like I knew so many different social circles of people and more city people that like it's almost like I have to grade on a curve because if I'm going in an environment where like dudes are getting having orgies at 15 years old and they already have two jobs you know what i mean just working in a metal band i was just looking no what i'm saying is the number is gonna be a lot statistically higher than someone who grew up in okay with two parents how about people that you were close to how many people that you were close to i would say too many though no just friends that you were 
Bec- but How it's many? like at what point is what is a friend? Is it just what hurts Someone you? Someone that I've you known have their phone number and you talk sometimes. Like six or That's seven still or a eight. Lot. That's still nine. a lot. But I could think it's just there's also like people that have probably died from drugs that I haven't hung out with in 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like when I moved to South Jersey and all the people I met there in my early 20s or like people that I met um, when I lived in Newark for four years, like they, they might have died from drugs. I know. I just meant that you knew and you knew when it happened. So like oh, six. Yeah, I'd say four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I but think... again, that's, I didn't check in on these people. It's like I grew a different social circle every year to two years. So I think for me, it was two. My brother-in-law and my cousin, I believe. But they're like, I didn't ask for autopsy. I didn't. A- I don't want to like pry. So but that's the thing. It is, could have been if I could give advice for people who are struggling with drugs. I could only say treatment programs like 12 steps. Like that's the only thing I could say that would, but I don't even know that to be true. I just know what other people have said has worked for them. For me, the only thing that helped me was group therapy. That's for me. That's what I always recommend. Any kind of group therapy where you're in a situation where you can talk about what you've been through and be able to get the because feedback from the... others who instead of just some person who's trying to tell you what to do someone who's going to give you the steps i'm better off just talking to other people and getting advice from people exactly because that's just what a lot of people need is a lot of people just need to say that because they they can't talk to their family about it and they don't have close friends they have fake soccer mom friends that they, they met at a baseball field so it's like and then they have like a job where they have to be a hundred percent so they can't share these experiences or even explore these thoughts if they thought about it yeah and then they have to shame people like me when i'm just trying to be a good person in society they have to look at me weird and spread rumors and shit like that about me but i just i just feel bad for those people like my heart aches that if you don't have someone you could say if you felt suicidal with or say you you're think i'm thinking about doing drugs or you're thinking about breaking up or thinking about having a one night stand or thinking about changing your job or thinking about like you know i've always felt like i'm this type of person but i'm you know what i mean and that's like not to be liberal because obviously there's a balance between molding into just a suit and tie office space of society and being all the way shooting pcp with babies in a field there's a balance, but I just feel bad for people who are more constricted where they, that's why like that's why the whole thing of male alcoholism was so big because men could it was like for whatever reason socially acceptable for men to drink and then say like, oh, I feel sad about this or I feel regret about this. Just the idea that they could say I feel regret or I feel sad was more relieving. And then they get, I guess they get addicted to that feeling like it feels so good. To, that's probably why I'm a performer because I feel so much terror and pain in me and it feels good to express it on stage. Mm-hmm. I don't really do it in comedy. In comedy, it's more just, ah, make everyone laugh, puppet show. It's more of a hypnotism act because you follow their directions and then you're the one, subcon- you get in their subconscious, then you start bending their thoughts and then boom, hit the punchline and you subvert and you flip upside down, you know, flip it and or misdirect and all that stuff. But I just, I just, I don't know. I've always had this fantasy of if we lived in an honest world, 
but it would be crazy because like you'd walk out and say oh i thought about fucking the neighbors like or the neighbor be like oh i thought about setting this fire mm-hmm. or what b- boss walks in i don't give a fuck about any of you guys i only want the money or i'm only doing this because i have like a fucking secret wife that my parent like I always wondered if we lived in an honest world, what that would like, just no filter, no one has any filter, what that would be. I don't know. And not omission of truth, because I realized there's two different things. There's people who lie and then there's people who just omit certain details and they know how to play with reality of like, I was at the store and they're like, oh, I meant a year ago I was at the store. Now that changes at the store, you think present day. So then you say at the year and you go, oh, at the year was innate. Like you can keep playing with certain elements of reality. So I wonder if everyone was just honest, what would it destroy society or would it make it better? If everyone in society said what they really felt, well, I guess you couldn't have an honest society because at that point, it's almost like honesty is only what you know. And a lot of people lie to themselves or don't even understand their own subconscious because it's like if you feel attracted to someone, you think it's because of X, Y, and Z, you get in a relationship with them and then you realize, oh, it was something else. Like life is always learning these experiences. So isn't that, isn't everyone as honest as far as they know? And then later they find out that they're not sometimes or sometimes they know they're lying but going back to that od thing yeah i would actually know if everyone was honest i I was told my sister killed herself yeah that's all but i think there was like a note and stuff i don't know how she did it i didn't want to ask i'm curious i kind of have a feeling it was a gun but then like my brother-in-law and cousin i i didn't even want to ask with the brother-in-law with the cousin i asked yeah. And they said he did shoot himself, but it was only because he was hammered and was fucking around with a gun. So that's almost like an OD. It could be accidental death, accidental gun death. I mean, that's, I don't want to say that statistic, but you know what I mean? Like in honesty, it's like, what is honesty? It's like if everyone said what they really felt, but what they really feel isn't real. It's all just what they're programmed to feel. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, if everyone were honest, it's like, what what would reality be? Because it would just be everyone's pre-programmed delusions that they think are reality. So it still wouldn't be reality. Exactly. So I guess there's no such thing as honesty. Well, then that gives credence to everyone who just lies and is a pathological manipulator. I guess love is the only truth. Loving and being kind towards others. But then everyone has a different definition of what kind is. Oh, yeah. You and I definitely do sometimes. Yeah. Particularly in the bedroom. Who doesn't like to get choked and spit on and called a worthless (laughs) slut? You're acting like I'm crazy. (laughs) All right. We've talked a lot about drugs. Why don't we switch it up? Did you want to talk about sex? The one guy who went into a porta potty at a woman's oh, track meet that dude. and then just imagine what he was going through in his mind like do you think that was one of those things where it live up to every fantasy he ever had of like oh my god it's better than i imagined or was he like what the fuck was i thinking as women are shitting on him into a porta potty with a tarp yeah for his face or for his shoulder because don't want to get the suit dirty <laughs> And some special kind of glasses, and then it just 
they just shit on him for hours and then he why the fuck are we talking about this I don't, <laughs> oh weird. i remember because the thing that pissed me <laughs> off about him was he just said i feel like women are just magical creatures and goddesses and they're so amazing and i was like ew what a sick fucking person like what that person should be in a mental institution did we clarify what this guy did he got under the porta in potty porta potty <laughs> For women at a women's soccer meet, and then they shit on him for hours. And they hours. didn't know he was there, and then eventually someone found him. A woman found him, and then they just caught him. And then they have to dust him off. Like, is that a sexual thing? Like, I don't know. Maybe he saw one of those banners, like the soccer mom women, that says, chase your bliss. And he's like, I'm going to do it today. Do you think it was a workup? Like so he would case around the park, like he would drive around with the tarp in his. I don't know why it's a blue pickup truck with uh, things dusted on it, paint scratched off, and he has the tarp and he goes, "I'm gonna do it." No, no, not today. It just doesn't feel right. Not today. Or he was waiting for the specific track meet because he's like, "There's gonna be the most women there. I'm gonna get shit on the like." I just I can't imagine. I read on their Facebook page they all eat kale and Indian food. I'm going for that one. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like how methodical was it, and did it live up to his expectations? I'm gonna cut this clip and then fucking use it and then tag his name in it so he fucking answers. <laughs> what what was the like someone who wants to be choked by like six different women, or a woman who wants to be gangbanged? Is it like? Guys are down for gangbangs, but a woman is like, might not want, like, not want, like, some street, ruthless gangbang. Like, I guess people still want control of the fantasies they have. You know what I mean? Like, women with rape fantasies don't want to get raped in a park. They want it to feel as real as possible with the, while they still have the mental control. So it's like, when this guy did this, because he probably fantasized about it before. Or did he just wake up one day and that was it? Like they couldn't even charge him with premeditation. Just one day, like out of nowhere. Because that that shit scares me, yeah. pun intended. Because then it's like any day I could wake up and be the guy that just is in poor, adult women's porta potties. Like what's the difference between me and him? Except one day he just woke up and it sprung into his fucking head to do that shit. Could have been PCP or what's that? gas station stuff that makes everybody strip naked and run oh yeah yeah i get what you're saying <laughs> so but i just i don't know it's just a crazy story because it doesn't make sense to me that's why like i can't it, i don't think it makes sense to the majority of people in the world that well, you would put yourself under a porta potty and it's in the tarp like the whole thing to me it was just the way he women are because that's a guy who's never been in a relationship any guy who is very thinks women are amazing has never been in a relationship and but but it's it's a romantic thing i feel like the state should force people to be in relationships to live together with a woman just for a year and just so you know like at the end of the day they're still like the same similar creatures and it's just i don't know maybe he was in a relationship she just wouldn't shit on him what a bitch <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. That's another person. He, he got into a relationship without this. And I wanted to make a really dumb pun, but I'm not that high. Do it. No, I can't. It's It'll it'll make me upset if I make the pun. <laughs> <laughs> but 
He wanted the relationship to be a relationship. Oh, yeah, you you made the right decision. I know. Why did yeah. I do that? Because I, I told you to. No, but he it just, like, I just, I would feel bad if, I don't know, just, I guess suppression is good if you have thoughts of killing people. You know, at what point do you stop suppressing, like, oh, I want to run naked in a field on mushrooms with care furries? What is it about running naked in a field? Like, what is it about? It you- feels good. I know. You, you <laughs> like, you always wanted to have sex outside. And I've you've had asked, sex in public with you. I know you would. You've no, tried, I you've have. Tried. When we were on the cruise ship, don't you remember? That doesn't I, totally count. It, it was does, late at night. It does because I specifically waited until people were walking by and I made oh, eye contact asshole. with them. What is wrong with you? Oh, yeah, you did that at well, the that's, that's ho- on a that fetish. hotel. Exhibitionism. I know, that hotel balcony, too. Oh, yeah. It's a courtyard, indoor courtyard. Yeah, I threw you over the bench and i did that and then i opened the blinds well that was to turn you on i don't it's not i'm not into it i'm just like look at this i'm like reliving it now a kid kid could see it or something that's an adult hotel at one in the morning i yeah it is one in the morning but i just i don't like it see every like this is what fucked my life up is the idea of becoming a father and or stepfather because then i have to think of everything in reference to to kid it's like like a rapper who literally just kills people and has been known to murder people and he says funny things and like a troll i'm not gonna say his name because you know but it's like to me this is so it's fucking funny and i like watching it but then when you're like oh millions of kids are influenced by him and idolize him i'm like oh like the kid thing ruins so much image i guess immaturity or freedom but it like makes you evolve because it's like you have this new meter in life you know how like you care what people think you care what kids think that's why you wouldn't fucking like have an orgy at a playground or like outside because you wouldn't want kids to walk by so kids become the meat and i think that's the difference between conservatives and liberals liberals they don't have kids as a meter of their behavior, whereas conservatives are like, what if my kids see this? Or, oh, what if my neighbors find out? Like, they're thinking of what the... I mean, liberals are definitely thinking about kids. But you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like conservatives, they at least try to present themselves as more mature, of like, we're working and we're raising families. And liberals seem to present themselves as like, I don't mind just drinking alone in my apartment and being polyamorous. Like... It seems like liberal uh, liberals value sort of self pleasure, whereas conservatives value like, like almost like responsibilities. What makes you? I mean, they're both selfish, but yeah, I think you place too much on liberals are this way and conservatives are that way. I feel like there's a whole lot of in between. So what? Do you- you, you're right. I don't know why I shouldn't. You know. You did it on the podcast the other night, and I just feel like it's an overgeneralization. It, it is, but it's a good marker to maybe understand why someone would vote a certain way. Like, I believe that to be true. Someone who is single or would more likely to vote liberal than someone who has a family. Like, cons- unless, I don't know. No, you're, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm just... I'm believing all the propaganda. They're go- they got me. I'm programmed. I should die. 
All right, so you really going to tag the guy that... I'll Google his name and then cut that clip and use it like that. I'm sure he's had a lot of people contact him for the answers. He's probably done interviews. We should have him on the podcast. Oh, now people are metaphorically shitting on him. Yeah. So, what other weirdos... Because that's a story of chasing your bliss. I know. You. What other weirdos... There was one guy who got busted with a lot of cheese pizza. For all you out there, Mexican food and cheese pizza mean something completely different. But this guy got busted with a with lot of CP. cheese pizza. He got People busted know. with a lot of CP. And so he was in a court trial. So he said, you know what? Because they got him for life. He goes, I want to act as my own lawyer. So then all of the court had to hand him over his... Evidence. And then he just had his self go all free in his cell and then he died how did he die i don't know he just jerked himself to death because he figured it was his last hurrah that's but i just i guess that's what i feel like it seems like progressive sex seems like a progressive thing with people who it's like a drug in a way don't you think this is the Mary Jane podcast. I'm just saying that gives the argument that porn is bad in the industry. Like just as an industry, it could destroy people. It could. Wasn't it Ted Bundy who said that? Yeah. Okay. But that's what I'm saying is I feel like wouldn't Ted Bundy still have been Ted Bundy if he didn't watch porn? He says not. I feel like porn... Well, I mean, maybe he needed an excuse because he couldn't just admit that that's what he was all about. No, I listened to it. It sounded pretty honest. I know, but it's like... It's it's harder... It's easier to say, you know, I would have been a good person had I not picked up that devil magazine than, oh, this thing inside me that likes to tie up women and strangle them while I fuck them. You know what I mean? There's a difference. I don't think he gave a shit at that point. He he did. He was still... I felt like he was trying to help others. No. Oh. But that that's, I just, I feel like porn is like alcohol and it just is a addictive vice. It can be destructive, but I feel like it also can be helpful if you're not trying to text back four ratchet hoes in your phone and keep a stable marriage. But then the Dr. Phil's of the world would be like, well, if you're watching porn, then you got a problem sexually. It's like, of course I do. We did another episode about it. It was fucking hilarious. (laughs) You're watching the porn. You can't just hours a day. That could be based on better and stuff, but that's just self-masturbatory. It's the only way to feel like someone loves yourself or it's just body autonomy. It's like checking. I still have control of my, or I still am in my own world, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying for people who are porn addicts or who promote porn, that's the weird fucking one to me is people who promote it. It's like, I mean, we're talking about drugs on the podcast, but it's like people who promote, like if you wore a weed shirt or like imagine wearing a Coke shirt, like a shirt that says, hell yeah, cocaine, sold my kids in my car, cocaine. Like the people who wear like, porn shirts that's the little weird to me people are happy about their porn like i'm happy i i'm not happy about whether it's my porn habits or drug habits or or any vice any vice my brain is still stuck on did you just say that masturbating yourself is self-masturbatory yeah (laughs) (laughs) in a dr phil voice no but i just feel like 
porn is a vice that can prevent you from making a lot of fucked up mistakes. And I feel like the anti-porn lobby is correct that it does create a more degenerative sexual society where now on late night they could just say all kinds of fucked up things, but then it just goes to the argument of groomers of saying, well, then shouldn't you teach fucking four-year-olds about S&M? And I'm like, no. We need no. a script supervisor. <laughs> this is not a script. That's the problem. We need someone. It always devolves into fucking pedophiles or mass murders. It's like two pockets. It's like the price is right. You remember Polichinko? Or where it goes there? We either are watching all your pedophile catcher documentaries or watching my mass murder documentaries. Oh, Timothy McVeigh. Oh, the Unabomber. Oh, a cult in whatever land where they had AR-15s. Waco, Texas. Jonestown. Or we're going with you. We're watching the Steve Wilkos. We're watching the Chris Hansen. We're watching the... Do we have more catch- cult ones tonight? Of course. Hell yeah. Let's do a cult one. Those are fun. That was last episode. I know! We keep... We keep- boiling down to these same subjects we don't mean to guys (laughs) like in a relationship with you i've tried my best to make it not seem like a cult which is probably crazy if i have to go okay what would a cult leader do he would probably make her feel dependent on you and be manipulated so i'm gonna do the opposite what like that's the thing about cult leaders why i could never be one like I have the charisma, believe it or not, I can fucking convince someone. If if it's something like mischievous or nefarious, I can. But it's like I can't mischievous. Mischievous. Okay, tell it, us in the comments. Tell us in the comments. But it's like, like I could never keep up that front. I just wouldn't want people that needed me. Maybe that's why I can't ever be famous. Because I'm pretty sure you said this last night on the podcast. No, I'm saying hundreds of thousands of people that are like, random, what do we do? Oh, tell us, oh, great Lord. And I'll be like, oh, fucking everyone, leave me alone. Did Like, I just, I don't know. Like, the idea of, I guess I'm like a detracted. Like, fame are people, you attract people to you for some ability so thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are paying attention to you. And that's what you creates fame is you attract people. And I just detract because I just want to be left alone by the world. I know. Which is, that's just, I'm I'm having that realization. Oh, you oh my God. about realization. You talked that about that on the I podcast I say before. I want to be a famous comic or a famous rapper, but I realize like I also just want to be nobody and left the fuck alone by everyone. I know. You talked about like trying to make yourself look unattractive. Yeah, I do that if women. I'm not with you. I try to look as unattractive yeah, so as possible. It's not like you're making this realization. You knew this shit about yourself. I mean, I never connected the dots that like, oh, I do that in my personal life, but I would want people to like me. I really like I use social media as a way to keep like it's it's weird it's going back and forth in my mind. I want people to like me. I would so love hundreds of around. millions of fans, but I also don't want anyone to know I exist. <laughs> it's really fucking strange. That is. Like if I could, I oh, cause money. That's why. If I made ten million dollars, I would delete all social media. You would never hear from me again. I mean, I might make one show a year or something like that. Well, no, because I have this desire to perform. I don't know. I just, 
maybe that's why I like bands like Slipknot so much because they just did their thing in front of stadiums and no one knew who the fuck they were until they started leaning into the fame of them. But you know what I mean? Like, to me, that would be the greatest thing ever to be able to perform and then just no one know who you are. It's a sick thing that I'm just realizing about myself now. You're not just realizing it. I am. That I... You've told I me want this. to be successful. I guess I feel like fame could equal a monetary gain or achieve some influence. But if I could somehow, no, because also ego. Like if I could save the world anonymously, like press a button and all the world gets saved, at some point I would want everyone to be like, hey, you know, I pressed the button that saved the fucking world. I wouldn't want to go through life and people just look at me horrible. I guess that that's my theory on Jesus is if a messiah came back he would have to be a pedophile he would have to be a racist pedophile he would have to say the n-word a bunch and he would have to be a pedophile because the only way you could truly appreciate salvation is if they were the ugliest despicable person ever that is the most insane theory you've ever said no that's how i feel about jesus though like if why am i just savior comes back he has to be the most despicable figure because then you would, because then you would, because if someone brings you salvation, you might just like them because like they're famous or something. It's truly about the message and not the messenger. R. Kelly's a prophet. That's what it is. He delivered the message, but he made you hate the messenger so you could value whether you like the message or not. Because ego is all about liking the message just for the messenger. That's not sounding cult-like at all. You're doing good. (laughs) No, but it's... I want... That's what it is, is you... Because you can love a good message. And I feel like that's what happened to our society. It kind of crumbled because it's like people care about the messengers more than the actual message. If the worst person in the world gave you the best advice... You still follow that best advice. But if people are giving you advice, but you like the person, then it might not be like holy divine savior advice. So the only way is if that person was so reprehensible and horrible, you hated the person, but saved the advice. Okay. Maybe that's just what parenting is, is you're supposed to grow up and hate your parents, but you're supposed to take the knowledge and wisdom they gave you and make the world a better place. Maybe that's why all priests molest kids because they're like, oh, I have to see whether they really got the church message or okay. whether they just like me for Jesus. the gold robe. Lord, he does not mean this. But it logically makes sense. Our society, no, our society is in so much disarray because the majority of people only like the message if they like the messenger. And so many people got it backwards where they don't even give a shit about the message. They just like the messenger. Whereas to me, true enlightenment is just about the message and getting that across, whether it comes from a good messenger or not. I don't think people realize that this is just you off the top. People think you think this shit. But I I want to write this in a book that I wrote that I never wrote before. I mean, that I haven't written yet. It's just about society's ego that they like cult of personality is a real thing. And it's become more than just message you know what i mean this is the that's first why politicians don't mean anything and celebrities don't mean anything or music doesn't mean anything this is the first podcast we've done on marijuana yeah so 
Tell us in the comments whether that was a good idea or not, because I don't know. I don't think it's any different. I think I just got into the flow of realizing that's what what personifies true enlightenment is if you care who the message came from. I know, but you just basically said but that. But ego makes you want. If you're a messenger, might be doing that. Like, come on. Because, like, all right, like, let's say I become famous. Let's say I become a boy band, Justin Bieber famous, right? Then I start preaching enlightenment. Are people following me because they are enlightening their lives with the novels of shit that I've published? Or are they just doing it because they are attracted yeah, to me? Yeah, but don't you think that you So would... the only way I would know is if I did something completely horrible. That way I would know whether they followed the message or only liked me as the messenger. But at a certain point, in to be selfless and press the button to save humanity, even if you be anonymous, it like, it's like so you'd rather be you kind of want the ego as the person who did the message. So you'd rather be known as a horrible rapist, and people know that you were the one that gave the information that you had to give that helped them, than be anonymous. I don't know. Uh, yeah. See, that's the back and forth. Maybe that's why, like, someone like Bill Cosby, because everyone looked at him as the preacher. He's like, I just want this world to leave me the fuck alone. Someone frame me for 18 rapes or something like that. <laughs> like, imagine he didn't do any of that. He just wanted to be left the fuck alone for a few years. Just be able to go to the, I don't know, supermarket, not shower for a week. It's it's wanting your cake and eating it, too, which is just a paradox, because I know that's not real. You want the validation of saving the world. But then you also, if you want the validation, then you really didn't want to save the world. But then to feel invalid for saving the world also feels weird because you saved the fucking world. So you have to know it in your head. But then you're just treated like no one, which is half of what you want. I don't know. I'm watching. He's written so many manifestos and he's going to have to add this to it because this is just grade a cult shit right here no it's it's like you split in two roads either you save the world or you're nameless (laughs) or you're (laughs) can you think of a more cult-like sentence the the priest had to molest the kids oh jesus fucking christ did you forget you said that (laughs) yeah that was the craziest shit that ever came out of your mouth are you gonna be able to edit around no (laughs) no we have to keep all this he's high he never gets high so this is what I'm saying. No, he it's does no. Not this is a joke between us. This is a joke because shit. you told me to never say if something was a bit or not. You said don't say it whether it's a but bit. This is People not a bit. It. This is not a bit. It is my first comedy album. Seriously, this is comedy with the shitty engineering that you forced me to make because the oh, fame I, of all that, like that uh, shit that was happening, and I was almost gonna possibly get killed, and it was before anyone i was on any podcast or anything no i I mean the philosophy behind it is come on let me just do this it's been bothering me check the corners of your mouth i don't give a fuck i give a fuck i I had a i what if that was another woman's pussy juice or tit juice a woman who's better then i would lick it first of all there's no better would you suck it off my dick no if you said inferior bitch i might lick it off would you suck it off my dick what if she was superior? No. Whatever See, wh- you're why insecure about. Why do you want about. me to be a cuck? I'm just not. I'm not naturally. Be because I'm a feminist at heart. <laughs> I'm a male feminist at heart. <laughs> and I really feel like that movement with, with, with men for the last 10 years 
So now I feel like, you know, ladies, you want a true equality, become cuck queens, become the greatest wives ever, and then have your husband cheat on you for a younger, hotter, crazier version, and then just masturbate to what you could never be. I don't know. I always love how I say I don't know. Like <laughs> like that's my get out of fucking whatever I just said responsibility. I don't fucking know though. <laughs> like that's 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 my thing is I'll be like, "Okay, here's what you got to do. You got to just better yourself in the relationship and if it parts, that's God's plan. But if it stays together, that means it was meant to be, but just focus on yourself. Stop focus on trying to change that person, but focus on you." I don't know though. I have no fucking idea. That's how I end Turn all the advice I give. Queen. But for my cult. Right. All right. Would you do it if it would make me successful? Do, do what? I don't know. Something perverted. Something hot. I, I, sure. That would be so fucking great. Why don't we have my logo in the back of this? That's what we should have done every episode. I mean, you already hit up Whitney... She already liked you. The mo- she needs to fucking put in so much more work before you said I Whitney hers. Cummings, you're my future wife, and she liked it. And that was when her special was premiering. So it's not like she didn't have shit to do. And then when you're having your fucking heart attack today, you're like, oh, and I'm t- trying to take you to the hospital. You're like, I got to delete that last tweet. I'm like, why? And you're like, that can't be the way I go out. I don't want the last thing people. <laughs> I just, I find Whitney Cummings attractive. Like, I feel like she would be worth some, I don't know, a position in my harem. She could be the bitch wrangler. Like, she could probably, she's probably kept secrets for Hollywood people for 20 years. She could be the Jocelyn Maxwell that I need her to be. Good. I'm, Isn't be, that awesome? I use Jocelyn Maxwell your, as a verb. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be your best man. No, but that's what it is. It's like everyone's like, oh, get ready for Jessalyn Maxwell's suicide. And it's like she's kept her mouth shut for 40 fucking years. Obviously, Jeffrey Epstein was killed because he was the one having guilt complexes. This bitch doesn't give a fuck. She's going down with those secrets. So everyone's like, Jessalyn Maxwell is going to, she's probably free right now. They just wrote the story. Whoever is watching this episode, if you've not seen our pedophile episode, you have to go backwards because it sounds like we're defending them. Or you are. I'm defending successful ones. That's what this world likes. That's what you like. You like what? Yeah, I like successful pedophiles. No, if they're fucking, you like the show. You what? like the magic show. I like, don't like any. No, pedophiles. like this. Mo- like, like I like to see the behind the scenes. You remember? Y- yeah, but you just said a bunch of shit that is not real. Nor does it make any kind of logical sense. All right, if one of your favorite bands, oh, if Tom I know. York was a pedophile. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about mindless self-indulgence, the actual ones. Don't All don't right. say that because we're he'll he would sue. Okay. He's a bitch like that. But I don't want him to fight me. Like I don't I don't know who the guy is, so it's like I can't tell whether I can talk shit about him. That's what men have that women don't have. Women just go on feelings, but men are like, can I talk? Could I take this person in a fight? Because it's going to determine whether I talk shit about them or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like Mike Tyson, I think he's a cool guy, but um, uh, let's see, fuck Tom Cruise, like just some shit like that. Like that, all guys have that that I don't think women have. 
I don't think women think, well, I better not say this because this bitch might run in my house and punch me. Whereas guys have that. You were saying if I found out that Tom York was a, a pedophile, pedophile, could I still listen to Radiohead? You could. I could. Could you still watch interviews of him? No, I would. I mean, I don't. I would. I don't really watch them as it is. I guess what I'm saying is, you just take the message. The message, like, because I'm a person who likes interviews, and you just like the song or the music video, like. If you watch a movie and you love it, you don't want to know what the original script was or deleted scenes or what movies that person made afterwards. And that's how I am. And I always believe it adds to the dimension, whereas you said it takes away. Well, it does, because I was so excited to watch that unplugged thing that her did. And she's an incredible artist, like yeah, but an I knew amazing it vocalist. I knew it, just say Beyonce. That's a better example. No, but this is a real thing that happened with us. I know, but Beyonce too. No, and trust no, me, say Beyonce. Beyonce. No, because on Beyonce, you actually said nicer things. That w- No, I'm saying the idea that Beyonce didn't write her own songs, that Beyonce had 100 people behind her and she had propagandaists makes me not like what is a really good and personal song. Even though it's done well, it just doesn't feel real to me as the girl who might be ugly and just made the piano by herself and sing her own song and lyrics that she wrote. Like, to me, that's more real. Whereas you just like the show. Of course, I would like people to be completely authentic and write their own music. But I also am not mad at the machine when it pumps out something like a Beyonce. But it could always be suspect to fake. Even like bands that I listen to that I love, I'm like, how much of this was really the, that's why I watch interviews of like, whether it's a rock artist or a rapper or a comedian, or even like a cartoonist or something. I always watch interviews of them. I always look at all their work because I'm trying to figure out how much they really meant it, what their true intentions were, what made them make that, what they made afterwards. Did they make it for money or image or did they really feel it? Did they really experience that? Is that really their thoughts? Yeah, Is that really their beliefs or ruins... are they just selling it? Oh, of course. I've ruined a lot of things for me. Uh, you have told me about family members that you hope you never have to find things out oh, about because yeah. well, it would ruin them for yeah. you. So why not do that with bands and, and directors? All right, like the Swedish metal band stars. I listened to. Swedish metal band that I listened to, right? Uh-huh. If I found out that they had thousands of producers and production behind it and it was like just a corporate image that they're only just five guys, like literally eight guys in a studio smaller than this creates that album, I would not like you know what I mean? Like it would hurt a lot to find that out. Like it well, might ruin. That's... that's the funny thing. If they murdered or killed people, I would totally be like, oh, that's what all those song lyrics were about. Mm. But it's like, it's, I guess that's maybe I'm in the, that's fraudulence to me is worse than murder or rape, which is really bizarre. And I'm sorry, but I just realized like that's if I idolize something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when I found out, like there's Slipknot is a polarizing thing in the metal community of whether they're real death metal or whether it's just like kids pop death metal. But when I found out a lot, certain things about Slipknot, I look at them differently in their 10 year, their first 10 years to their second 10 years. You know, their first, I just look at it differently. Like, okay, that's 
a marketing strategy or okay that's part of the gimmick and it's like that also is part of the creativity which adds another dimension like the authenticity has died for me i believe they have the passion and i like the sound of it but certain things i'm like okay that's a businessman making a business decision but for me, it's the way the music makes me feel. It's not what the person was necessarily feeling. I know, but at if a corporation could it, make you feel that, if a corporation's no like, I want to sell you some shit, like that's what everything is. Everything has become some kind of sales pitch. The, the, Taco Bell sells me tacos. I'm not mad at the corporation because you it. want the tacos. Yeah, if you I want, want the a songs. song about breakup and you realize, yes. oh, they just found out that wine drinking women in their 40s who grew up in the night with 90s mtv like this you wouldn't feel like no. oh this is disingenuous that there no. was a hundred i like, know that's already what people they're doing. behind it i know that's already what they're i've been in the behind the scenes people my whole life i guess music and directing i have and all a certain that, so. respect for the pop element because there's there's marketing to everything. And that's why like in this new generation of YouTubers where they make it seem like it's just a kid in a room when it's really a corporation, a company and advertisers and a boardroom behind it. Yeah. That was the tweet that I said about Whitney Cummings. The tweet was, oh, watching my future wife until she meets me in person and I find out her toxic, crazy comedy persona was just a boardroom meeting of groups and that she's not real and in a relationship with me she would fucking leave me mm. with the moment i said or did some crazy shit oh that's what the tweet was oh i see where you're drawing that inspiration from but see this is what i'm talking about you can't let it's things like get the, ruined. the the male version of the fault in your stars the fault in our stars you remember about the chick who really she had cancer and she really liked that writer mm -hmm. i'm referencing the most female rom-com chick flick by the way mm -hmm. to describe this murderous rage scenario and you remember that movie yeah, i tried I to show because you like girly romantic Sometimes, cheesy shit like that not when they pander uh, I but can't stand there was no the, pandering oh, in that like movie this. that's why i thought that one was all right no she but uh, and then she goes the guy that she falls in love with uh, uses his wish for the girl to meet her favorite writer. And then she finds out that he's just a crazy weird drunk. Like just wasn't the deep intellectual she thought he was. He just did it for ulterior re reasons. Maybe he was. And the alcohol just rotted his brain to the point where he can't see what we were trying to do with our documentary. I Stan laughed it Hope, off. I, I love you. Off. Get off Saraquil. Trust me. I don't want you to die for... I'll donate my liver to you to keep you alive long enough so I can see you... It's a crazy person thing. He wouldn't even take the MAGA crowds. When, when that first wave started riding, he's like, I don't know what material I have to do to stop getting these people to think I support them. Fucking bitch. He couldn't be a cult leader. He's a wannabe cult leader. Just because he didn't want MAGA people to support him doesn't make him a bitch. Yeah, it does. That was his decision. Joe Rogan, too, is a bitch for not having, oh, I don't want to affect election. Who gives a fuck? So you feel like if a bunch of pedophiles are like, we are the best fans of Mark Random ever, you won't be like, can you guys fucking chill on that shit? Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liking getting conned by a red hat is not the same as a pedophile. Not the some would say. <laughs> All right. Um. Hold on. If <laughs> I would try to convince them 
how not fucking kids is actually more like fucking kids. So they'd be super awesome pedophiles to not fuck kids. How would you do that? Because if they like me, they're obviously can be easily manipulated. I know, but you gotta... Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I sound like a 17-year-old, like, Oh, Nickelback only does it for money. Fuck Nickelback. I like Nickelback. I don't give a shit. Don't say I also that. like cut. Infant Annihilator. Yeah, Infant Annihilator. But you know what I mean? Like, I like what I like, but I understand Nickelback is a commercial... Whereas Infant Annihilator is just three guys fucking around. You know what I mean? Like, I can like things that are fake, but I understand them as such. But to me, I just, when it's all gimmick and all business, and there's not not even a core of something real, not even a kernel. It's like breaking up with a girlfriend who you thought was the one. And you felt that this was one of the greatest comedians, which is why we met over in the Soho Grand, no, but in, all a, right, in a writer's what you, what a comedy, a comedy writer group that was dedicated to him and Fucking fans, fake piece fans of, shit. of it. So I'm saying it's like you had this girl who you think you're gonna marry, and then you guys break up, and you find out there was some things that maybe were a little fake about her. But now you're like everything is fake about that person. I can hate fake shit. I'm sorry. I know you are professional at hating fake shit. If the warrior doesn't aim a weapon at his enemies, he aims it at himself. Yeah, but sometimes you don't know who your enemies are and who your friends are. Everyone's my enemy. 